Hey folks, it's Tomo, Sean, and Andrew from What's Going On Here. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Or wherever you stream your favorite podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of What's Going On Here. My name is Tomo Lovrick, or T-Love, as I am known in, hmm, let's see, researching circles. It doesn't matter what, just researching circles. And with me, as always, I have the young, the um, fantastic, the magnificent, the poised, the fashionable, the looking like he's just like part of a Navy SEAL squad, but the one that plays on PlayStation 5 instead of really being on a SEAL squad. Uh, Mr. Sean Quigley, a.k.a. The Quig, as he is known in gaming circles. Uh, Sean, uh, The Quig, how are you, sir? Can, may I call you The Quig? Or or is it just Quig? Or is it The Quig? Or is it Sir Quig? I... I I, I mean, you've earned the right to call me whatever you wish uh, nice. at this point, I believe. 97 nice. episodes in. Um, I don't know when we first started doing uh, names. Did we have our names off the bat? I don't think we did. I think we, if not the first episode, soon thereafter. Mm. Yeah, interesting. It's... Uh, Actually, side note, you made me think of it when, when you said about Navy SEAL and I was looking at myself in the picture. It's that weird thing of um, why is it, is it, a, I feel like it's a modern thing, but why is it that in all like movies or whatever's about like elite soldiers, not like regular, but elite soldiers, all like the, the hardened veteran, like the really good soldiers have like the big CrossFit like beards now you know what i mean like if that's a thing now that didn't used to be a thing but now like the, the real like it's it started it started it started when the u.s invaded afghanistan and to kind of blend with the local populace because all the men had beards the soldiers grew beards and then of course the hipsters came along and they were just like well just because we weigh 165 pounds and six foot three doesn't mean we can't grow beards and so and then like the whole big beard thing just started coming in i mean i just saw an advertising for a face mask but it has a beer pouch beard pouch underneath it and the dude has had a beard like like an eight inch beard like down to his middle chest and he puts the face mask on and the beard is a so it just looked like he had a sack of nuts all hanging off his chin it just it was just weird it was just like you you'd look like thanos pretty much pretty much pretty much pretty much and now that we've already started on a tangent, we didn't even get through the intros, ladies and gentlemen. And the last member of our troupe is the handsome, the the sexy, the the uh, approachable, yet intimidating, but only by his looks, young Mr. Andrew Albagies, or AA, as he is known 
in hmm, movie poster circles, movie poster manufacturing circles. Let me correct that. Um, Andrew, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Um, are we saying that my face makes me both approachable and uh, intimidating? Yes, it's because of those perfectly sculpted eyebrows. If you like, did like the rock eyebrow, I mean, I could see just like people just throwing their underwear at you. So when does it become intimidating? Which is at the same time, because some of them are throwing their underwear at you because they want you, and others are throwing their underwear at you because they don't want to soil it. Out of fear. Right. Correct. You, you've got to look at, you, you become intimidating when you're hanging around with like your, your Cuban cousin. Like you, you, you've got you, you. You look to me, especially with the white background. You have the feeling of that guy from Scarface that hangs around with Tony Montana. Yes, <laughs> yes. In fact, I was watching uh, 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 Cocaine Cowboys. I was watching like twenty minutes of this like uh, documentary on uh, Netflix. And and Andrew, right now with that look, you're right. He totally fit in the Cocaine Cowboys. Absolutely. I'll take that as a compliment. As well, you should, because they were like uh, speedboat racers. And that's busted oh. because they were like national champions like two years in a row. And the feds were like, hey, wait a minute. We're looking for these Coke dealers. And there they are on ESPN. Like, literally, that was what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, folks, for those of you that don't know, uh, what we do is we cover pop culture subjects, whatever it is. A lot of times it's movies, um, TV shows, things just happening. We're nerds. So a lot of it is geared towards sci-fi, Marvel, things like that. And the main thing that we do is we review beers. And today's beer that we are reviewing, um, the Quig was actually nice enough to hold a little gathering, and we were all there happily after not having seen each other for a year and a half almost, or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, and we all gathered together, and we were able to coordinate, and we got some beers for the next couple of episodes to, to, to have the same beer. So today's beer is um, Hazelnut brown nectar by rogue brewing and this is a ale with natural hazelnut flavor i'm looking forward to that because i'm a big hazelnut fan i like the can too the can is kind of it is cool i like the colors yeah funky it moves does yeah. it move on mine or does it just move on yours oh yeah oh no there oh. it is oh. Like, oh 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 yours oh Look at me expecting my can to show up in Andrew's screen, but it's not happening. No. Um, and it is a 5.6% ABV brown ale with 33 IBUs. And as always, uh, since the beers are the star of our show, why don't we um, try it? And before I say, like, one of the reasons I picked it, autumn is upon us. Tomorrow, today we're taping. Tomorrow is the first day of fall, autumn. And, uh, you know, Hazel kind of has a autumn kind of feel. I, I'm not doing pumpkin. I, I hate pumpkin. Autumn. 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 <laughs> it Tomorrow is, is autumn. Autumn. <laughs> when the young man's scrotum gets shared by a lovely maiden in autumn. All autumn. Right. The way you say autumn is like how Tiny Tim speaks in um, <laughs> Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> All right. So thank you. Thank you, gentlemen, for making fun of my pronunciation. Not like you guys are like cancel culture or anything, you fucked. Anyway, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Let's give the folks 
the sound you want to hear. Oh, crack. Oh, I'm liking this form already. Look at that. Cheers, boys. Cheers, fellas. Mm. Good chat with you. I'm going to be sticking this in my Steen. My, my, my German Steen. It's a Stein, not Steen. <laughs> my Steen. <laughs> I like okay, Steen. So, so what are you saying? It's, it's <laughs> autumn, so he has to use his Steen. <laughs> I was going to say, where did you get this? It's not a Stein. It's a Steen because he bought it at a gas station in Queens. It's a Steen. <laughs> It was made in Indonesia. It's a Steen. <laughs> I'm I'm double canning it, seeing as I have a Steen. <laughs> oh, this is nice. Not bad. Not bad. Hmm. Very easy to drink. Um. I mean, at this point, we're episode ninety-seven. We've tried a bunch of beers. Um. I don't know if it's quite if it uh, 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 um, drinks like a five six. I mean, I just had a couple of sips, but it doesn't seem like it's a five six. It feels like it'd be like a four two or something. It doesn't feel that. It feels very British. This is like a lot of because oh, yeah. I guess it's a brown a brown a brown ale. ale yeah, very yeah, yeah. feels reminds me of sort of a Newcastle brown. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's get started. What uh, today's going to be kind of a grab bag? What we're doing? We're, we were thinking of going with uh, talking about Star Wars Visions because it's technically releasing uh, tomorrow, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, talk about some of the trailers we've seen, like uh, Matrix, which was actually looked really good. Um, what else? Uh, the trailer for oh, we talked about it last time a little bit. Uh, Matt Damon and, and Ben Affleck and uh, Adam Driver. Um, oh yeah, the the last duel, the final. The last duel, yeah. the last duel. Yeah. Correct. Yes. You know what else just came out? I think it was just today. A trailer for uh, Macbeth that is yes adapted or written or whatever as adapted and directed by is it. One of the cool Joel Cohen? Yeah, Joel. I, Joel, yeah. Yeah. Oh. And starring Denzel Washington. And, and Francis then... McDormand. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Did you guys watch that? Yeah. No, I may have to pause and watch it. No, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, that looked that looked really exciting. I saw that actually. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's not gonna be any spoilers. So feel free to talk about it. <laughs> oh no, I have to watch the trailer, I'm gonna miss out. <laughs> Whenever I hear spoilers, there was an old uh, Gilbert Gottfried was doing uh, he was doing a stand up back in I don't know when it came out when when it was like the Passion uh, not the Passion of the Christ uh, the Last Supper or whatever it was called but it was I think Willem Dafoe played oh, Last Temptation Last Temptation the Last Temptation that's what it was the Last it's quite easy though. And and uh, Gilbert Godfrey was doing a stand-up. He's you know in his inimitable way. He's like, I went last the last temptation. Jesus dies at the end. Oh my God! Did I ruin it for you guys? I'm so sorry. <laughs> and like that was his like shtick. So I remember just laughing. So when he said, "Feel free to ruin it," yeah, that's what I thought of. Oh yeah. So Star Wars Visions anime nine episodes, two and a half hours total. What it looks awesome from the trailer. 
I, I, I was I was a little I was happy when I realized there was an English dub version. The first I searched for it and it was all Japanese and I'm yeah. sitting there like whoa 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 what the fuck? No 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 this is not right because I'm not an anime guy. Like I'm a I'm a movie guy. Like I'll watch any movie and subtitles overdubbing. I'm fine with that, but yeah. I'm not watching a cartoon with subtitles. That's BS. Because what? it's dubbed from the beginning. There was no, there's no fucking actors. The whole thing is dubbed. So I'm like, That's I'm a good not, point. not doing it. So I found, and yeah, there was an English, obviously there was an English dub version with like English actors. So I was happy. Considering our show used to like revel in the dub, in, in the uh, subtitles, it, it, it's almost disappointing to me. But if that was live action, to Sean's point, that's different. It is, it I, is different. I actually similarly, same thing, Sean. And this is probably because I grew up watching anime. Like I grew up watching Dragon Ball Z on Toonami, which was always in English. So right. like if I watch any anime or new stuff or whatever, I don't want to hear it in a foreign language and have to read the subtitles. I just want the dubbed version. But if you give me the option of watching a foreign film, any <clears> film, whether it's in Spanish or uh, Korean or you name it, I want to I want to hear it the way it was meant to be heard. And even if I have to read underneath to translate, it, I don't want somebody dubbing over it and the Correct. mouths don't match. And the mouths right don't match. That that makes me crazy. And, and like I said, growing up in in the former Yugoslavia, growing up in Croatia, all movies were obviously, unless it was made in in Croatia, the movies were dubbed over. Well, they weren't dubbed over. They all had subtitles. Mm. So you know, I got used to just like reading subtitles very quickly. And like you said, when I came to the U.S. And they started dubbing over, like I'd see like a dubbed over movie and I, I can't. And so especially yeah. like when Netflix came out, it's like if I'm watching, like you said, Andrew, a foreign film, it's like, nope. What was it? Um, I rented years ago. Blockbuster was just like new. Uh, the Brotherhood of the Wolf. It was a French movie. And Monica Bellucci was in it. It's a great, it's a great, great movie. It's, it's almost akin to, um, the. did you guys see The 13th Warrior? No. Yes. Antonio Banderas. Andrew? I haven't. Okay. With uh, Antonio Banderas, right. It was kind of like that. It was basically a French guy uh, uh, came to the French court. He was uh, in, in the Americas, and he came back with his best friend who was like a native. And some magical beast was killing people in the countryside. And he went investigating who it was and there was like a whole conspiracy thing in the church and Monica Bellucci played like a agent for the church and you know the first time I saw her I was like why is this woman in every movie because she's just amazing you know um and it was a big action film too it was really really good and I remember turning it on and it was a dub over and I got like 30 seconds in and I was like I can't watch this and then like I went back and then they, they had like the options like oh you can watch it in French with the subtitles and I was like okay yeah and I watched it and it's like one of my favorite movies I absolutely adore it and so to your point yeah I I can't stand the uh I wonder if that's a visual thing because when they dub it over if it's live action you can clearly tell it's like not authentic but in animation they can match it up pretty good yes um, yes and it seems exactly. so I wonder if that's like just thinking for myself like part of why I like it that way I wonder if that's why I don't know. it I mean for the most part, animation it changes, it varies. But yeah. for the most part, <coughs> they're they're independent of each other. I mean, 
the animation director and the voice director are two different people. Correct. They'll coordinate and a producer mm-hmm. will, but it's two different things. So, and a lot of the times you're voicing over something that's already been animated and it's rare to be the other way around unless mm-hmm. it's like an Andy Circus style, like it's a mocap or like it's a, right. you know, they'll usually like, you know, you just, you speak to the thing. So it doesn't matter really like but yeah with a film it's completely different because that's the whole director's they've directed them to do it a certain way and then you're effectively just copying it it's like doing a line read which is awful but and also with star wars uh, it felt strange i might be able to watch an anime in japanese if it was not something i'm already so familiar with Mm -hmm. being a western i know it's stylized in the japanese style but it's still you know, and the original, a lot, yeah. a, the, the lot story is familiar. The original yeah. concept is a well, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the property of the IP is a you know a Western one. Well, I mean, it's not an original. Um, it's not an original uh, anime or something. You know, it's based off of an existing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I think, though, correct me if I'm wrong. It's they said something in the trailer like each episode is a different team of. Creators yeah, and animators, studio. but they're all uh, yeah, studios, studios, but all uh, Japanese studios, correct? Yeah, it's it's Disney gathered up. I'm looking at the article now. It was in um, it was on NPR, and it's basically they uh, um, like five or six of the studios, uh, anime studios from Japan, work with Disney on it. That's super cool. So. Um, Seven, sorry, seven. Seven well-known Japanese anime studios. This and is a tell, different, different one each episode. You seven can tell episodes. if you watch it back with that knowing that, because I'd read that before I'd seen the trailer. Like you can tell, like the different styles. Like some of them have that very Japanese dark style, that sort of Studio Ghibli, and others right. have a slightly more comic book feel, and others look right. way more just Star Wars. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it because. Like I said, nine episodes, two and a half hours total. So what's that going to be? You know, uh, uh, um, uh, like two, four, so 15-minute episodes, I guess, something like that, 17-minute episodes. Uh, now, are the episodes, um, is it like an anthology? No, they're completely unconnected. Okay. Well, I it can be, in a, it's an anthology in, in terms of its Star Wars. Yeah, it's the Star Wars universe, but the stories are all unconnected. So each episode is its own. Individual. Each episode is its own individual story. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I did see. Um, I did see two different. I didn't read the full articles, but headlines today of, uh, I guess, reviews of it in anticipation of it coming out tomorrow, and both were were praising it from what yeah. I saw. I mean, like I said, I didn't read into it, but right. So there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. It. I'm looking forward to it. that's super exciting. I'm looking forward to that. Um, but then, of course, there was an article Andrew that uh, uh, you forwarded about uh, what's her name, Lucas's ex-wife, who's yeah. been tearing apart the sequels and 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 uh, uh, what's her name, uh, JJ and and uh, uh, Kathleen Kennedy. Kathleen Kennedy, thank you. Yeah, yeah, she was. I guess she she was the editor on or co-editor or something on i think the original star wars and return of the jedi if i've got that right yes correct and even she did a bunch of editing for empire as well okay yeah uncredited or something uncredited I think yeah, the, yeah yeah the article we looked at but yeah she 
I guess the, the comments were from before, uh, uh, what the hell is the name of the last one? Rise of Skywalker came out. So it was, it was after uh, The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, but before Rise yes. of Skywalker. But she basically said that Kathleen Kennedy's a lovely gal, but she doesn't know what she's doing with Star Wars and J.J. Abrams is doing a terrible job and how could he kill Han Solo and then... In the first oh, episode. Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen the Star Wars sequels. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, in the next one, kill uh, Luke Skywalker, which I don't know if she mentions Brian Johnson, but uh, maybe she did. But basically, it wasn't a fan. It's weird. It's really weird the way they handled the whole thing. And obviously now uh, 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 with with what's his face? Um, uh, um, oh, crap. Why am I blanking? Hey, Filoni? Yes, with Filoni and Favreau you know, taking over and just basically like trying to fix everything they can. Cause Filoni very obviously, I don't know. Did you guys, either of you guys see Rebels? Star Wars no. Rebels? No, heard, it good, heard it's good though. It's absolutely fantastic. Way better than Clone Wars. And very obviously they've tried to like fix so many fuck ups that were just like, in, cause Clone Wars even, like Clone Wars was supposed to be fixing the fuck ups, but the timelines were completely like, crisscrossed like what the hell's going on here like they just never got it right and so and then of course with the mandalorian that came out and all of that and um so they are definitely feloni and favreau they're feloni in particular because i mean he came across i guess as a fan he's trying to by the looks of it he's trying to incorporate as much of the popular books which was like now they call it legends but used to be the expanded universe He's trying to incorporate as many characters from there into the universe just to get the stories back mm. and feasible and familiar and all of that. But yeah, I mean, what they did, it's weird to me that they didn't have, I don't know, like in a TV series, you have a bunch of different directors, but you know, this, the writing staff is all the same, right? Right. So you always have more or less the same writers. Maybe one writer gets credit, you know, so they, they bring in an episode, but they all work on it together. So it tends to have the same flavor because of character development, blah, blah, blah. But to give like a major franchise like this, and it's like, oh, here, JJ, write some shit. Oh, here, Rian, write your own thing. Oh, here, JJ, do your own thing now back. And it was just like, wait a minute, where's the continuity here? It was just so, the whole thing is so weird. So I, I, I mean, I completely agree with her. I, I thought they did just a terrible job. And, and at the same time, I could see Lucas just sitting there <laughs> thinking about the dumpster fire that the prequels were and how everybody just hated on him. He's just like, yeah, I collected my billion dollars and now I, think, and I can just sit back and relax while they I, all go crazy. Yeah, you know, I think it's interesting to see, you know, how there's been a re-evaluation. I don't personally agree with it, really. I think it's like a it's like Stockholm syndrome, but a reevaluation of the prequels that people yes. are now thinking that they're better. And I think what it is is they don't realize is what they're pining for is an an overarching like a planned story. Right. Is the movies are not good, but the difference is Lucas did know where he was going. He right. had a plan, and each and one of the reasons they weren't good is because 
he was using one to tie into the other to the next. He's like, well, this is boring, but it's going to tie into this thing, which is going to be interesting, and then we're going to be a bit boring, so we can tie into this. Yeah. Whereas the the other three, it was all about excitement, pack as much as you can in, bang, 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 and then don't worry about what happens next. And as much as in the short term, in the cinema, you're like, wow, this is exciting. When you step back and you compare it, the, you know, nerds can't help but feel like oh, there's something about the prequels that, like, maybe they were okay. And it's just that. It's exactly no, no, like you no. said. It's that feeling yeah. of continuity. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, prequels... if you go... sorry. I was just say if you go back and I, I did, I guess around the time um, Rise of Skywalker came out, rewatch the prequels. They're so bad. I mean, Episode Three is by far the best one. Just, just in every sense. Like, I mean, if you, especially Episode Two, like. It's just so bizarre. The pacing of that movie is just, it doesn't, from like a filmmaking standpoint, it just doesn't even actually make any sense. No. Um, but I think, like you said, Sean, yeah, the, the sequels were individually like entertaining movies. Like they did well with like excitement and all of that. But narratively, as a story across all three, it made absolutely no sense. Whereas the prequels were not good individual movies for the most part. But the the kind of the narrative across all three movies worked quite well. So the debate then is which one. Uh, well, I better? think I think I think <laughs> one of the problems with the prequels was he tried to gap too great a time in the storytelling. You know what I'm we saying? We started too early. Well, right. You know what I mean? We didn't need to see Anakin as a boy. No. And then jump no. to him as whatever. You know what I mean? Like I feel like they could have started it. I suppose they made the look was, you know, like that's yeah. I mean, honestly, honestly, the pod racing, the fucking pod. Well, the prequel, like all of the prequel, could have been done in flashbacks. Yeah, because all the prequel was to show that here's this guy that kind of was like almost like an adoptive father that tried to save him from slavery, and then he gets killed at the end. You know, and that could have been done in flashbacks, like her, him meeting Pod, Padme in flashbacks. All of it could have been done in flashbacks. And that, like, that entire first movie could have been 10 minutes in the real first movie. Yeah. And done that timeline a little bit more detailed and just, you know, find out what's going on. Because especially with, like, Clone Wars, and they threw in that he had a, a, a what you would call it, um, apprentice. And that got never mentioned in the third movie. And it was just kind of like, whoa, 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 wait a second. What yeah. the hell? Well, that's the other thing, too. You look at the the timeline of where those movies are supposed to take place in the Star Wars universe. They The movies blow right over the Clone Wars, which is the most interesting thing that happens in that time period. And they didn't even put it in any of the movies. Correct. Correct. It, it's, yeah, it's... Um... Which you assume the Obi-Wan movie is going to address, I mean, series. I, I'd be interested to see how that ties in with the existing... The, the animated series they've done, if they're going to just give nods to that or not. But apparently that's really good. Even I would Greg think... come out and said that it's really awesome. It's the best thing he's been involved in Star Wars-wise. Like, Yeah. Really? Well, The yeah. Mandalorian addresses, and I don't... I don't the show is like Clone Wars or Rebels, but Mandalorian addresses those pretty straight on. I mean, they had a... What's her name? Ahsoka Tana. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah, in them and everything else. So I, I feel like what they're doing with these new Disney Plus things is they are kind of trying to fix everything. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it, it feels like such a wasted thing with this prequels. And if you think, like, if you imagine, if they'd have just opened it, like you said, him being older, like if you'd have opened it 
and him already training in like you know the Jedi temple and he's already like you know like a sort of a bad not a bad kid but like a sort of like rebellious kind of rebel like off the bat like right. this guy Anakin who's like this skirm almost that kind of like uh, what's the movie um you Starship Troopers remember that movie yeah sure I love Starship Troopers, but that kind of like that kind of fun element of like you know these sort of like young testosterone kids training right. to like be yeah, the yeah, army, yeah, yeah. but all kind yeah, yeah, of dicks. Yeah. But it's exciting and like that kind of vibe. The problem with Jedi's is all the cool stuff we think of Jedi's is when we were kids is jumping around the playground like doing lightsaber <laughs> fights, being like I'm a Jedi. But in reality, they're monks. They're right. boring ass motherfuckers who right. just sit around yeah, and be like, "I'm a Jedi," and you're like, "Fuck this shit!" Like you want, you want like the combat. You want like Full Metal Jacket style like Jedi Temple. I don't want them sitting around talking about lore and all that. Crap. Well, I mean, that I, it, it's funny. I remember I went to Comic Con, oh, probably like almost ten years ago now, and they were showing some at the time. I think it was new, like Legends of the Republic or something like that. Was like, I, I might be wrong. They, they might have had oh, some. Oh, the the game Knights of the, the games, Republic. The games, the games. Yeah, Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, and it was like on screen, and you're watching, and you know, everybody that was walking by, like this huge screen that they had. I forget who did it. Was it Activision or whoever uh, uh, had the video game? And everyone would stop and just watch this like two minute trailer of what the video game was. And what you heard consistently, like my buddy said it, and we we're all like, it's like, okay, just do that. Take one of those, get a story from the video game guys, and everyone's going to love it. You don't need any of the characters that are already there. It's going to be a great new story, and you're going to have an opportunity to just start a whole new thing that just you already have built in legions of fans just from a freaking video game, you know? So, um, yeah. And then, of course, the most exciting thing that I saw, um, couple of articles like when these nerds go deep diving in like what's said everywhere is about mace windu and they're talking about a mace windu series on disney plus oh because they're saying he's still alive or right yeah yeah because they're saying he's not like at no point do is his death confirmed he just make it r-rated i want to see a sam jackson mace window like Fucking motherfucking here, bastards! <laughs> like, I, I already, I already found, I already found the poster for it. I saw the poster. I was killing myself laughing. I forwarded it to my buddy. Here, I'll put it for the background. <laughs> you guys can see it. Here, let me let me get it out the way. So there it is. And underneath it says Star Wars: The Last Motherfucker. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love that. I love the whole purple lightsaber. Thing. It's so funny. Oh, let me, like, let me let me see. The fucking purple lightsaber. <laughs> I, I, I'll uh, I'll uh, what you I'll I'll uh, um see if I can make it so it fits into the screen better, so you can see the whole thing because it's like I said, it's really hilarious. That's uh, great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, you say that. I think actually, I heard they were they were talking about expanding the video game narrative into the expanded universe the disney plus universe one of the original video games that was most popular is funnily enough is a very similar story to what i was sort of alluding to which is the original dark forces game that then wound off mm. into the jedi outcast that kyle katan character who effectively oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like what i was saying like he was a dude who was trained by luke 
in the Jedi Temple, he was Luke's apprentice who then went to the dark side, like went to the Sith, and then like you know was being pushed to be the next Darth Vader, and then was like, nah, fuck this shit, and then just sort of like became like a middle guy between the two worlds. Yes, yes. And they kind of borrowed bits of that from you know with Kylo Ren and yes, but he was more of a a Mandalorian type, more of a like loner kind of like. Mm. And that would fit very well with that. And then that's a good way of you get to sort of redo that thing. So it would be interesting if they do that. Here we go. Let's see. So we got to see where it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep that up for the rest of the, for the, rest of the episode. That's so great. It's Star oh, Wars, man. the last motherfucker. That's so good. And you need to find you need to find a way of getting Morgan Freeman in there as well. Oh, playing, for sure. Playing like, like his dad, because I love it when Morgan Freeman gets to be himself. Like, because Morgan Freeman's like a foul-mouthed kind of chill Southern dude. Like, oh yeah, he yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he always gets cast in these very like stoic, like you know, light guy yeah. roles. But you see him, if you see him in interviews, like the dude runs like a blues bar and he just sits and he smokes and drinks and he's like, yeah, man, fuck this shit. Like, he doesn't <laughs> he has, he's like the most chill fucking dude. He's like, he wears his earrings. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it was, it, it was, uh, he always has like, why are you fucking making me do this when he goes on these talk shows? And it was, he was on Jimmy <laughs> Kimmel. This was years ago. And uh, it was basically, they wanted him to narrate people like walking down like Hollywood Boulevard. And he's just like, why are you making me do this, Jimmy? And there's just these two guys. It's like, and they're taking pictures with a selfie stick. And he's like, two grown ass men taking pictures with a fucking selfie stick. <laughs> Have you ever seen shit so pathetic in your life? <laughs> it was just yeah. like, he died. It's like, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. Star Wars Mace Windu. Last motherfucker. <laughs> oh god so good <laughs> give, the, give the fans what they want give the fans what they want yeah uh so so let's seg into the um matrix uh, uh trailer that looked really good it did look really good um i'm really curious to i guess to I, the whole thing though what is the story of this where does it take place what what all is going on right like because it seems like they're almost in a way starting new, like Neo doesn't know anything and he's just kind of living in the matrix like he right, was so, at the beginning of it. So is it like meant to be kind of like a soft reboot or is it like a true sequel? I think it's a reset. Like from what I've, I know that it's, they've scrapped two and three. It's a direct. Oh, really? It, it's a, yeah. It's a direct continuation of the first one. It's a sequel it's, of the first Matrix movie. It's the curse oh. of the Highlander. It's the curse of the yeah. Highlander. The first Highlander was great. Highlander 2 and 3 were shit. And then they came out with Highlander 4, which was with, with Adrian Paul. And they made it that 2 and 3 were nothing but fever dreams of Connor McCloud. Because he was just in a chamber and he was basically hallucinating. So they, they basically erased 2 and 3 from the storyline. And they're doing the same shit. Because I, saw an interest, I read an interesting theory today... Because the big question is like, okay, we have Neo, we have Trinity, why isn't Morpheus there? What's going on? And so somebody posted a theory saying that what they're saying is that, it was that the Matrix was the real world. 
and that the real world was the matrix oh. kind of thing. And so like the theory is that the theory was basically total recall theory. They're saying like when the matrix realizes that somebody's waking up and starting to realize what reality is, they basically plug them into this, you know, movie for let, for lack of a better term to live out his fantasy. And then it's over, and then he thinks he's dead, but he's still just there charging up the battery. So kind of like Total Recall, like in Total Recall with Schwarzenegger, not the, the that abortion that was uh, with uh, Colin uh, Farrell. Uh, Colin Farrell, yeah. Um, because like in the beginning, like right before he goes under, when he goes to the recall place, I'm pretty sure that's not the only abortion Colin Farrell's been involved with. Um, well, <laughs> I mean, he he has slept with Britney Spears, so um, uh, um. Right before Arnold goes under, the text says, oh, this is a new one, Blue Skies on Mars. So it's like that one line in the whole movie, like, throws you off at the end because you're like, oh, did it really happen? And they're like, wait a minute, no, the dude said Blue Skies on Mars. This could all be still just a simulation in his head. Mm. And so that's, I think that's what they're going to try to do with the Matrix there. Hmm. Interesting. interesting. But I don't, are we sure, are we sure that it's negating the second and third that's what i read apparently that's what lana wachowski said it's that 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 it was it it wasn't necessarily negating it like it wasn't saying they like you know like we we're scrapping because we didn't like it but i think the narrative of this movie is that it takes place directly after the first one so there may be a greater universe where it fits in like it could go matrix this movie and then the other two but certainly it it takes place in a world where the other two have not occurred like a multiversal thing perhaps Mm, it's a vibe i get but Mm. and it's definitely on purpose morpheus things i remember i read another up with lawrence fishman saying that he like there was no there was no plan for him to ever come back like they he was ready to come back and no one asked him and there was no bad blood there was no anything they were just like no there's not a role for you like He's not part of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always going to be another person. Oh, I wonder why that is. Because it clearly is like whether he's called Morpheus or not, a Morpheus character from the trailer. Um, what's his name? Uh, what's his guy's name? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, Dark Manta. Well, it definitely hints to what you're saying, Tomo, that perhaps Neo and Trinity seem to be maybe they were trapped in a matrix and the Morpheus, Lawrence Fishman's Morpheus was never really the real Morpheus or a real, you know, or like. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I'm very interested. I'm, it's so rare these days. And this is why like Wachowskis are good at that. And like, it's so rare to see a trailer that is good and exciting, but doesn't give, give anything away. away. Yeah. On. They yeah. used to all do that. And now no one gives a shit. The studios run that stuff now. So it's all about spoiling everything. Right. But it was yeah, a great yeah. example of you could tell that Lana Wachowski had, you know, had hands on control with that trailer because it was exciting, but it did not. It didn't, didn't, give, you, it didn't give you anything. No, no, it nothing, you, nothing. It, it makes, it gives you an idea of what the film is going to kind of look and feel like and it gets you excited for it, which is like, interesting. I, I'm just exactly looking at what it cast. should be. I'm just looking at the cast of the movie. Jada Pinkett Smith is in it. Yeah. I did not know that. I didn't see her in a trailer. 
I don't know that you see her in the trailer, actually, do you? But yeah, but I, uh, I had I had read that before, I believe. Yeah, Yaya Abdul Mateen, he's playing Morpheus. Does it say Morpheus wherever you're looking? On on the cast. Okay. Yeah. I mean it's it seems like completely Morpheus role in the trailer. And Chris, Christina Ricci's in it too. Yeah. Yeah. There was another character in it, I've forgotten who it was. I think they were young. There was a character that looked like they were the Oracle as well. Like I can't remember if it was what she was wearing or like the way she was looking, but there was a character, it was only a brief period of time where it looked like that was the Oracle and a different person playing it as well. Really? Well, I wonder if that's I'm looking at the cast list now. Priyanka uh Priyanka Chopra and Jessica Henwick are both in it as well. So I wonder if it was her. Maybe Priyanka. Maybe. There was a shot that was very, it, and it must have been a shot mirroring an Oracle shot from the first movie because I remember thinking, like, why she looks like the Oracle? And then I was like, why do I fucking know what the Oracle looks like? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah, must yeah. have done that on purpose without me realizing. Yeah, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to go back and rewatch all of those, but especially the first one. I haven't seen those in years. The first one is so good. Oh, it's so, it so, so yeah. just mind-bending, the whole thing. Especially with, which is hilarious to me, when the scientists were saying, like, there's more, there's a pretty good chance that what we're, we're, we're existing in is a simulation. And it's like, huh, okay. Which makes me laugh, because ironically, science has proven that God exists, if that's the case. Yeah, <laughs> with mathematical formulas, like if you thought you needed proof of God, guess who found it? Science. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's 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 uh, the first Matrix was just so was just done so well with the music, with the action, you know, the kung fu and everything. And that was I read something a while ago before the trailer came out, how um, somebody was postulating that the John Wick movies were him having an experience in the Matrix. <laughs> and I'm like, that's pretty cool <laughs> if they did that. I mean, God, like the catalog, like uh, what is it? Um, what was the one he did? The Japanese one, the medieval Japanese one. Uh, 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 Ronin, thirteen Ronin, or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, forty-seven Ronin, a number yeah. of Ronin, whatever it was. I, I don't remember, but yeah. So yeah, it'll be fun to see. I, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. That first movie, I, I remember when we when my dad first bought a DVD player when they first came out, and we there was a list of like twenty five DVDs that were in existence that you could order, and you got to like we got to order like three or four each or something, and right. we got the Matrix was one of them, and Six Sense was the other. And we had oh, a bunch yeah. of others, but both of those two were the first two DVDs or anything I'd watched that had bonus features. Oh, that okay. actually were good and, and if you watch it back now like we've gone past that now which is a shame yeah if you watch the matrix bonus features or like it was like the commentary like the commentary for the matrix and also six Sense are fascinating because both of those movies are all about you can watch that whole movie with commentary and spot new things the directors both m night Shyamalan and the wachowskis stuffed those movies with stuff like symbology imagery like you right, do not right, realize right. as you're watching it it's like full of it yeah it's like yeah, a, yeah. it's a master class for directors like that nowadays we're yeah. so past that shit people don't care like you know right. the, but yeah we've totally not, lost that in the the netflix era you know it's not yeah. like when you used to buy the dvds and get the second disc or the, you can still get those now with a lot of movies but like but I've, I've seen movies on netflix where you could watch it with a director commentary 
Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I've noticed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But it, I just feel like movies aren't the same, made the same way now for that. Like, I don't know. Or maybe I. I remember with Sixth Sense, for example, that there was a thing where it seems so one-on-one now, but at the time when I was like, whatever age I was, 10 or 11 when I watched it, and I was like, wow. M. Night Shyamalan was explaining that every time you're about to see a dead person, there's something red pops up on the screen. Right. Anytime Cole sees something red, it's a hint that someone dead is about to have a conversation with him. And you go through the whole movie, and like every time you before Bruce Willis comes back on the screen, you see red and every other dead person red. And it's right, like right, a, right, right. a clue. And the Matrix is full of that as well. Like all these little things that aren't I mean, quite right. What, what they were doing, what that was all about was just a marketing scheme, right? Because you could buy the DVD, you could buy the DVD in Pathmark or AMP for $8 and you could watch the DVD. But if you want the DVD with all the bonus features, well, that was $23 and you got the two discs. And then, you know, they released everything in Blu-ray and, and like, oh, Star Wars is out in Blu-ray now. you got to get all the Star Wars in Blu-rays now because it gives you all the detailed things you never knew before. So they just find all the shit that all the photographers took and if actors took video of it and they just cram it full of shit. So it was all just to like sell the DVDs for us higher prices they could get it for, you know. It's like they're re-releasing everything in 4K. And it's like, I, no, I'm not. <laughs> You know, like already they're like 8K television. I'm like, does anybody even fuck? Who could tell the difference anymore? It's like, how are they releasing versions of films from the 60s? 70s, yeah. <laughs> in, in yeah 8K. Yeah. I'm like, they, they were filming it on. Like, you know, the <laughs> only movies they can do get away with that would be porno because porno used to be on the big laser discs. Like, you could do that and get, like, you know, the Madams Family and Splatman and, you know, Romancing the Bone and shit like that. You could get that on maybe on 8K and you just, like, die because there's, like, spooge just jumping out of you all over the place. <laughs> yeah, that's not for me that. I don't, I don't, I don't get that. I, I can't help but feel nostalgic. I go the other way. Like, I can't help but feel more magic if I somehow watch an older version of something like you know if i watch if i go to a movie theater and they're playing an old cut like a film cut of like pop yeah. fiction or something and it's grainy looking like that looks that's better for me than watching a well well like when we did when we did the christmas countdown and i watched uh, uh, um christmas in connecticut that was a great movie it was like a like a really long sitcom and just the writing, the acting, like the whole cultural of what was going on was just so just like, you know, illuminating because it's like, wait a minute, this is how people used to behave in the US. You know, you were kind of like, what the fuck happened in the 50s? Because, you know, it was a single woman and she had her own apartment and she was just like, ah, you want to get married? Ah, yeah, fuck it. Let's get married. Why not? Who cares? You know, it wasn't this whole bridezilla and all this shit. It was just like, what the fuck happened? You know, like the fifties, like everything turned around, and I mean, I again, I recommend. I know you guys didn't watch it, but Christmas in Connecticut, the season's coming up. Watch it; it's really just a a a, a great classic movie. And big ups to Matt Provenza for because he was the one who like suggested yeah. it on our list. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, what else? Okay. What else are we gonna talk about? Besides swollen testicles and magnetic things and... <laughs> oh, did you... Oh, neither of you guys saw Shang-Chi yet, did you? 
No. No. No, I didn't either. Did you, any of you guys see Free Guy? No. <laughs> Quality <laughs> podcasting, right? Quality yeah. podcasting, uh, right here. Uh, no, I, I didn't I see went, it either. Oh, I'm just asking. Jungle Cruise. I saw Jungle Cruise. Oh, you did? Was it fun? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, okay. we, we went to go, you know, we, it, me, and, me and my wife had the chance to go to the movie theater and it was a toss up between Free Guy and Jungle Cruise and timing worked slightly more favorably for Jungle Cruise and I, I wanted to watch it a little more. Um, and um, it was it, it was fun, you know, it really was. It was um, very, like we talked about before, it's very reminiscent of the, the Mummy movies. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But it's so fascinating how, and they both do the same thing, but it, it's ironic. It's probably not ironic. It's probably, but both Rock and John Cena, like, have reinvented the action star you know, action star like it when you compare john cena and the rock to schwarzenegger and of lundgren and you know it's not quite fair to say stallone because he's he's different i mean he was he just happened to be bulky and do action movies, yeah but the dude the dude is much more than that like he is actually a filmmaker and you know right right, like, right 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 yeah but when you compare him to those guys like it is night and day well like, i mean cena and the rock are what Arnold became with, and I'm trying to think what the first movie was. I want to say, was it Kindergarten Cop or Twins? I think Twins came out first, but only by a year or two. Right. So Twins came out and everyone was just like, wait a minute, this dude is fucking funny. He's got, you know, he's got comedy chops. And then he yeah. did Kindergarten Cop, which was kind of an action thing. And then, you know, and he always had the little, like, cheesy one-liners or whatever in his movies. But then, of course, came uh, 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 the one with Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, True Lies. Mm -hmm. And that was like, and to me, that's who Cena and The Rock want to be. Like, The Rock in the beginning, when he started, he was more or less what Schwarzenegger and Stallone were in the beginning. Because he did movies like... He did a remake of uh, Walking Tall with Johnny Knoxville. And, you know, um, The Mummy was a little bit more uh, 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 trying to be, not The Mummy, uh, The Scorpion King was trying to be a little more like comedic or whatever. But in the beginning, he was like the tough guy thing. And then he did, uh, I forget the name of the movie, it was with Rosario Dawson and uh, Stifler from American Pie. Um, oh, Walking Tall. No, Welcome to the Jungle. No. No, no. Um, no. Anyway, I'll, I'll look it up. I'll find it out. Yeah, no idea. But that's when he started going, and then of course he reversed. He like did the one GI Joe movie, and then he joined the the um Fast and Furious, the, the Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah. And then people were just like, "Wait a minute!" And then he did uh, Central Intelligence with Kevin Hart. Hmm. Yeah. Like, tried he tried first he was like what was it the 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 tooth fairy where he played like a, he was a hockey player and yeah, then, yeah. He was a football player and he was trying to get more into the family movies because that's where it was and that's where he kind of went on and like you said cena cena did the same thing in the beginning he was just a big lunk and trying to be like an action guy and it was just like those days are gone you know the chuck norris the rambo the all of that it's like nobody it's like uh, no no one's buying that really anymore but if you throw in like somebody that's funny and can get slapped around even in the uh, uh, 
uh, Hobbs and whatever it is uh, with that he did with Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Hobbs and Shaw, and it's Idris Elba, and you know, and I I never saw the whole thing, but in the commercial, Idris Elba says, "I'm Black Superman," and then like later on they cut to the Rock and he's in the car. He's like, "He is Black Superman," you know. It's just like ah, ha, ha, big funny, big laugh that whole thing, and that's yeah. when they kind of became. And you're right. I mean, in Suicide Squad, Cena's fantastic. Mm. I'm really looking forward to, well, I mean, it's going to be on HBO Max, which means I'm not going to see it until it like shows up on something else. But uh, uh, I'm really looking forward to Peacemaker. Because I thought his character, I thought the Suicide Squad was, the story itself was, eh, the various characters were great, but in the end it didn't, it didn't I don't know. Like, yeah. I think I'm a victim of hype. Because, you know, uh, I follow James Gunn on like Instagram and he was hyping it and people were like, oh, greatest movie, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then I saw it and I was just like, oh, uh, okay, not bad, but nothing great. Like I said, the individual performances, Cena was, I thought Cena was the standout probably in that movie. Yeah, I think it was, he, uh, he, 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 I mean, he's just very watchable and it's what makes it different is, I mean, he just, he's really good at playing a loser. Like, because he kind of is just a big loser because, you know, at the end of the day, like, as opposed to The Rock, who was genuinely, like, he was a football player. He played in the CFL and, like, he was always this big hard guy. He would get in fights as a kid. Like, he was a tough dude. He was brought yeah. up by tough dudes back when wrestling was, like, real tough, big Samoan men, like, who would kill you in real life. Like, he was brought up in that, whereas John Cena was a wrestling fan. He was a dorky kid that got into bodybuilding so he wanted to be Hulk Hogan and was always a dork and has always been a dork and like he sort of embraced that which is which is what makes him interesting and that he's always at his best where he's basically playing a dork right which is most of the stuff he's getting cast at now he mostly gets cut in the comedy roles he's always just yeah. playing a doofus yeah 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 well i mean head, you know well, like I said, he went, what was the movie with uh, Amy Schumer that he did? And he was her boyfriend that, like, when he was banging her, he's speaking Mandarin, you know? And it's just yeah. like, this guy's funny because he's literally there, you know, he had a towel on his dick and the whole night is like, all right, this guy isn't afraid of going for the laugh. Let's cast him. So I have to say something somewhat controversial. Ooh. I don't really like John Cena. <gasps> Like I couldn't, I didn't like him at all in Suicide Squad. What? Yeah, really? kind of annoying. Yeah. You kidding? I don't really. James like Gunn went and made a whole series with him. I know, I know. I he does nothing for me. I found him annoying. You can't see him. That's all it is, man. I'll tell you what I do love were those those memes. Remember where it would be like something would be happening and you'd think it was going to be something and then they'd be like it's john cena and you would come out remember those those yeah, were great yeah, yeah. i mean those were gold love that but <laughs> i don't know really? I, you don't I'm like john think, cena i'm trying to think what movies i've seen him in i know obviously suicide squad um wasn't he in that uh bumblebee transformers movie he uh, was I didn't, I didn't like him in that he was um, in the latest fast and furious yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that. He's been in a couple of like teen comedies that he's been good in. There was yeah. one, I forgot what it was called, but it was like parents and their kids were going on spring break or whatever. And he was on Yes, the parents, yes. That uh, was, uh, was that yes, like cock blockers or something? Cock blockers, yeah, cock blockers. yes. Yeah. I heard that was good. I mean, maybe I have to see him in something else. Maybe he's, he's, like he's, been, in a, comedy, he's been in a but... bunch of like straight to video comedies. There was that one where they were all firemen and he was like 
the chief, and it was him, oh. John Leguizamo, and and uh, 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 what's his face, um, Keegan Michael uh, uh, Key, and some other guys, and it was just you know it was one of those laughable nutbags that you know can't figure out how to put a fire out, ha ha ha, but they come through in the end, you know, one of those fucking movies. I, I thought he was funny in the. I know people didn't like it. But I, I love all Will Ferrell movies. I think they make Will Ferrell can make me laugh in any of his movies, even if the movie isn't good. But the the movie, um, I forgot what it's called, the the stepdad movie. Oh, I never saw the second one. The first one I loved. I never saw the second one. Yeah, oh, with, the, with uh, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The second one, he John Cena plays the new husband. And the whole joke is, you know, the whole first movie is Mark Wahlberg's the tough guy and Will Ferrell's the bitch. And then the second movie is John Cena's the new boyfriend. Tough guy, yeah. Mark yeah. Wahlberg is just this tiny little bitch. And then <laughs> and Will Ferrell's comfortable with himself now, like he's a dad. And, and <laughs> Mark Wahlberg is this just like small, and he's just all these jokes about him being like, oh, you think you're so tough? You're like, you're a real little guy. <laughs> like, connects to, he just looks like, and it's really funny the whole time because they probably cast it. They probably cast it from, from like uh, uh, the Amy Schumer movie. What the hell was that? Trainwreck, yeah. Um, yeah. Was that? Trainwreck. Trainwreck, yeah. Because in the movie theater scene, he's in the movie theater with Amy Schumer and he's talking to her and the guy like in the back row says, hey, Mark Wahlberg, shut up. And he turns around and looks at him, Mark Wahlberg? I look like I ate Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that whole, basically the whole sequel, the whole movie is based on that joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. really funny. Yeah. But he, he's, you know, he's, he is funny in that. Um, Mark Wahlberg as well is another guy that I could watch him in anything like he's he does comedy really well he's he does comedy well yes and he's a good actor i mean let's face it i also love this a slight side note did you, either you watch holmes and watson yes no no, no i didn't the, is that the one like, with will ferrell and and will ferrell and John oh no yeah. i didn't see that and it got, I heard got like ripped apart yeah. right it got like zero and ron tomatoes yeah, people yeah. said it was the worst thing ever you know what guys have a couple of drinks or even better like have a couple of edibles watch that movie in fact what we should do we should all get together and do a special and get tanked and watch that movie i was pissing myself laughing at that movie i thought because it's it's so it for me it had vibes of freddie got fingered in that it's really i remember being young and loving freddie got fingered and tom green like if you look at it as a straight person just trying to watch a, a movie you're like how did Got this it. is awful but yeah. if you like watching it, it is so stupid it is the entire movie that someone gave them like a hundred million dollars and chinese funded and they basically said like i don't know will ferrell john c Riley, you guys are so funny in your movies just do whatever the hell you want you like, mean like almost like everything we ever watched on netflix for the podcast you mean like those movies yeah <laughs> yeah just do that do what you want and it's so like every scene their accent is different and like it's just so stupid so stupid <laughs> oh it's so like they're like these extended like they just stretch the, in the same way that i say like snl will stretch a sketch out for like 10 minutes to save right. time they in the in that movie they stretch a whole scene out for 10 minutes not to save time but just because will ferrell and john c Riley are having so much fun with it i was and gonna say it's like well i don't want to cut around them like if they want to keep doing let's do it I was, I was gonna say i know exactly what that set is that set is uh we have a general idea of what we're doing that set is this podcast let's just fucking go yeah. 
and have fun with it. <laughs> and if other people don't think it's funny, well, too fucking bad. We think it's hilarious. Let's do this. And that's what that movie was. Oh, it, it is so stupid, but it, I really thought it was funny. Like, it's just you sold me. It's I want to see it. I want to get. I want us to all get together and just get schnackered. Yeah, and put it on. It's oh, so you know what? Let's do it, and let's just have a freaking live stream on our Instagram live podcast. Yeah, it's it. It's worth it's, it. It's a fun. Just call it a lot. Uh, a live episode and just watch that movie and just discuss and see what happens. I have the camera on us. It'll be the most boring hour and a half, is it? Two hours oh, yeah. for most people, but we'll just take up that bandwidth. I don't care. Yeah, it's 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 fun. It's ridiculous. It's like some of the stuff you're like you're watching it. And there'll be like a bit where suddenly like they'll just start like uh, quoting Cardi B or something. They'll just start like doing like rap, <laughs> like the Holmes and Watson. They're like, they're like, no, no, Holmes, no, no, what? And I've got a feeling. It's like, oh, and they will just start speaking gangster. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, dog. Like, oh, yeah. What are you saying, brah? Like, oh, I don't know. What are you talking about, bitch? And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It makes no sense. And you can tell they're just fucking around. Oh, it's, nice. It, and it's just a whole movie of everyone who isn't them doing the very best they can at being a Victorian, a right. serious Victorian person being right. very stoic it's just a movie of reactions they're ridiculous right. the whole time and people are just being like <laughs> and it, oh it, it, yeah speaking of which uh, uh speaking of that on the H- holmes direction did you see on netflix uh, uh enola holmes no or... i heard it was really good though it was very good it was very entertaining um what's his face was in it um henry cavill and and Millie Bobby Brown, she played the main character, and the mother was played by um, Helena Bonham Carter. Oh, yeah, I heard good things about that too. It was it was really entertaining. It was really a lot of fun, and supposedly there's going to be a sequel now too. So, yeah. you know, Sherlock Holmes is the most Sherlock Holmes is the most uh, the, the most recurring um, fictional character in film. Yeah. Well, did you see that the thing that Tal is actually the actor that played him the most? In the oh, I did post? see that. <laughs> a, a theater that we both, that's where we met at this theater. The guy who runs the theater, he basically just rewrites the Sherlock Holmes stories. And like every year, once a year, they do like a Sherlock Holmes mystery. And he's basically been doing that for, uh, I don't know, like 20 years, 10, 10, 20 years, something like that. So yeah, he's like in the record books as as being the actor that played him the most. Wow. So yeah, yeah, it's it's weird. You wouldn't think that Sherlock Holmes would have so much. But well, I mean, my favorite, one of my favorite, and the highly underrated movie. You don't hear much about it. Is Young Sherlock Holmes, which was produced by Steven Spielberg, and it was a bunch of actors that I I the only time I saw one of the actors for that movie was uh the guy who played actually young sherlock holmes and he was in like five minutes in lock stock and two smoking barrels he was one of the guys in the ganja house uh, like that was the only time i ever saw him in anything and i was just like this is a great movie why didn't you do anything more with this like and they were like well this is not really connected to the stories this is just a you know, one one off of an imaginary history of Sherlock Holmes and blah blah blah, and it was uh, it was really really good. It came I I saw it in the theaters. It came out in '86 or something like that. So, 
I heard, I've heard that's very good. I've never seen it. Oh, you should, you should definitely watch it. You'd enjoy it. They're really, yeah. really good. Really good. His weird lows. And it's weird to think that even more recently, like at the same time, you had two Sherlock Holmes TV series adaptation. You had Sherlock, Benedict Cumberbatch, and at the same time that was on, they had Johnny Lee Miller playing Sherlock in uh, the US. Elementary. 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 Which was then really weird because then Johnny Miller and Benedict Cumberbatch were in Frankenstein in the National Theatre together. Oh. Uh, they did a production of Frankenstein that uh, Danny Boyle directed at the National Theatre, and they alternated each night. One of them played Doctor Frankenstein, and one of them played the monster, and they alternated oh. between. Oh, the I two. said Johnny Miller was going to play Igor because he's kind of short. Yeah, they, they alternated between the two, and it was weird. They were doing that, and at the same time, they were both they were both playing Sherlock Holmes huh. Uh, huh. across the pond. Yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah. Weird, he, like any of the Robert Downey Jr movies oh with, and uh, that came out at the same time you had those three all time. going at the same time yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy to think and uh, uh, well, well obviously i didn't watch ironically i was on the set uh, uh for one episode of elementary so i never watched the show um but both uh, uh downey juniors and benedict cumberbatch both are great sherlock stories i thought um yeah. what's his face uh, uh um who played Watson with with Downey Jr. Uh, uh, Jude Law? I thought oh, it was yeah. Oh, yeah. Watson. I really thought. I never was. saw the second one. I saw the first one when it came out. Second one was good. Really good. It's the second one. Really good, good. Yeah, good movies. I, They're making a third one right now. I think. I had heard they were working on it. it Downey Jr. is very. He spoke about that a lot. Like it's his baby. Like I think off the back of Marvel, where he got paid a lot of money, but it was never his thing. Sherlock is something that he's very heavily involved in. Like he's the exec producer and effectively really? script writer. And yeah, yeah. So it's really, it's his version. For the first two or for this, this one? No, for the, this next one. I think uh. the first one, no. By the time the second one came around, he, he was because that was, he was already in the Marvel thing. I, I thought Guy Ritchie like did all of that. Yeah, he no, directed, yeah, book, right? directed it. But uh, it, I think it's very much the same vein as Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. Like, it's... Got it. He's, like, it's his thing. And he's sort of, like, you know, to sort of... So I read a thing saying that he wanted... Actually, that's why I say that. Is Danny Jr. wanted to make Sherlock Holmes his Mission Impossible. Like, he wanted to just keep doing them and doing them. Because, again, and it makes sense, age-wise more so than Mission Impossible, there's really no reason why, in theory, mm -hmm. unlike Iron Man, right. he couldn't just keep doing Sherlock Holmes movies forever. Forever. Until um, he dies. Like, they could do a Sherlock yeah. Holmes in the, in the old folks' home. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's <laughs> what he what, He saw that as his vehicle to keep doing that character, that Downey Jr. thing. Like, he was like, this is the vehicle I can use. Because Sherlock Holmes well, is all was, about that. He was really brilliant in that. He was really fantastic. I mean, mm -hmm. it's interesting to see the different takes. Cumberbatch had this very uh, uh, almost Vulcan way about it, right? He was like autistic. He played him like mentally ill. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Downey Jr. just played him like, no, I'm a prick. I'm smart and I'm smarter than everybody. And I can't wait to fuck with you. You know, it's kind of like, uh, let me eh, 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 needle you. So it, it, I really liked the different takes that they had on it. I thought it was great. Especially like, I like the way that... Um, 
that was the thing. Downey Jr.'s was like a feisty guy. The way they broke down, like how he was going to fight, and like they really like made that a concentration. Like he's a fighter. Like he really studies it like intently. So I, I thought yeah. that was a nice little twist on it too. So, right, yeah, that was cool. Right. Who's who's ready for number two? Well, you had both in your steam. If you want, I'm to ready for number two. two. And then, for number I need two. to do peepees number one. So. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> why don't we pause for now? Let's see. There was there was a couple other things I had here on untabbed for discussing. Um, uh, coming out. Is there, there's a new there's a new Jurassic Park movie coming out. There's a new right? yeah yeah the third there is yeah the third uh, Jurassic World. Oh. What are I, they calling it? Jurassic any of them? Jurassic something Dominion? like Dominion. Yeah, Dominion, right? Yeah, um, and they got everybody's coming back for it. Yeah, it's oh, gonna have to. Which, whole... speaking of which, I saw that Amazon movie, uh, "The Future War," with with uh, oh, with Chris Pratt. With Chris Pratt. How was it? I heard it was just okay. Yeah, I mean, it was it was nice. Um, the ending could have been better. It 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 was one of those things that felt like they were like, uh, okay, we're running out of time and money. Let's just finish the story. Hmm. You know, it, the 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 resolution of it was just kind of like, eh, mm, I don't know. Yeah, I, I wish they'd stop making action movies like that now. Like, it used to be back in the old days where you would have an action movie that was they didn't have a big budget, or like you know, like a Total Recall, where like the budget was schlocky, but they made up for it with like actually like either a pretty good script. Or like a couple right. of really good old veteran character actor right. people that would right. make it like elevate it. And now I feel like they throw all the money into the effects and the like bombast, and there's nothing much left over apart from like one star. Right. And you, it's a star vehicle for a Chris Hemsworth or a Chris Pratt, one of the Chris's. And it's like everyone's like, yeah, it's a great action movie. And I'm like, yeah, that's not what action movies were like when I was a kid. Like, I didn't. It wasn't about Michael Bay. Michael Bay ruined action movies. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Kind of. So, oh, this is the other thing I saw today in the paper, which had me laughing. And this is kind of off the topic of movies and everything. But I don't know if, if you guys can see this or not at all. Oh. Brazilian pro soccer player expecting oh. baby with wife who is the niece of his ex-wife. Wow. Wait, okay, hang on. Expecting baby with wife, who is the who niece. Who is the niece of his ex-wife. His ex-wife. Who was, in fact, in a prior marriage, was his niece. Not related by blood. I see how this could rub some people the wrong way. Well, I'm sure. Sure, he was rubbed the right way. <laughs> and the player that was too easy. That wasn't even you don't get credit for that. That was too easy. Come on, come on. You hey, you're the one who threw up the lob just because you throw a shitty pitch. <laughs> you know who it was? Do you remember him, Sean Hulk, for the Brazil team? Oh, that's Hulk. Oh, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that guy was no good. Yeah. Appointment. Mm-hmm. So that that's interesting. Um, let's see what else did I did I watch anything interesting? Oh, I watched Shadow and Bone. Did you guys either of you guys watch that on Netflix? Huh. That was a fun series. 
It's a fun series. I would uh, the first episode like drew me right in. Good acting, good characters, um, story not bad. I, I really enjoyed it. So I, I'd recommend it if if you have a. It's eight episodes too, so it's not like a huge commitment. Hmm. I still I watched the first episode of a new. I think it was on Hulu. Uh, it's called The Last Man. It's actually really good. It's based on a comic book. Um, oh, okay, it's called okay. The Last Man. Why? Why? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I saw an advertisement yeah. for it. I didn't see it's it. It's like an FX show, right? Oh, yeah, it's an FX show. The, the first episode was really good. Like, yeah. it's not what I expected. I thought it was sort of going to be a dumb action concept thing, but actually, it was kind of. It's actually really. It's new, right? Didn't it just it's come new. out? It's new. It's new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally yeah, just. Brand new. But the comic book is been out for a couple of years it seems like this well, that's what that, that's what everybody's trying to do everyone's trying to find the next walking dead yeah with the you next know, these forward, comic book yeah. anthologies that have like 50 books in them and you literally got like a you know 30 years of tv already yeah. written for you yeah. just adapt it you know um the other one that i'm really enjoying um only murders in the building with steve martin and martin short and selena yeah. gomez yeah i gotta watch it you guys saw me I it's, it it's on it's on Hulu. It's really really good. I'm having a it's it's fun. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's again. It's like um. Well, your buddy's in it. He's good in it. Who's my buddy? Your buddy, your friend, your your uh, your your white reggae boy. Who the hell are you talking about? Sting. <laughs> Gordon. Gordon. <laughs> Sting? Sting, yeah. Oh, Sting oh, why is Sting why is Sting Tomo's buddy? Because he's he's a fan of Sting. And oh, yeah. it, this is the thing that I get in trouble, not you get in trouble, it drives Emily crazy. It's an Irishism that in Ireland, if you like someone or if you are favorable towards someone famous, even if you have none to do with them, he's your man. Uh, yeah, uh, and you'll always say like it like and or like your boy, it like that, like, ah, you know, you're a man. You know, you're a man. Well, you know what? And, he he, and you'll one... be talking about as someone who played for the football team you support 20 years ago. You'd be like, yeah, was... you know, you're a man. He's, he was <laughs> literally, I think his total screen time might have been five minutes. So that, <laughs> I was like, who's my who's good? I love, I, love good? I love how he's like, it's not very often you see someone playing a fictionalized version of themselves where they are, you know, playing a real dickhead. And it's yes. not entirely obvious. Like most people do it, but they'll say, "Like, we'll make it obvious that I'm not actually a dickhead; that it's a joke." But you can tell that because Sting is an actor. You can tell that Sting was like, "Oh fuck it!" Like, you know, really make it look like I probably could be a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he he says it himself. He's a very moody guy. So, he, like, most people don't like him because he's just kind of like a moody dude. And that's why, like, I loved him in Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. He plays the dad. And it's just like when he walks up to the dude and just grabs her in the face and just like punches her. It's like, yeah, that's him. He's yeah, he's just a cranky old guy now. It reminded me of the Ricky Gervais, um, David Bowie thing. Do you remember that with extras where David Bowie sang a song? It was so funny, but because he sings a song in it that just isn't very good, but it's very sting. I forgot what it was. He was like, he's like, oh, it reminds me of a song. I write a song. And they're like, yeah. It's not like yeah, <laughs> 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 and, and then it because he, he sings it and then he goes like, "Oh, it's hard to write songs." 
So what's oh, did, you, did you see West Side Story trailer? That actually looks really good. No. Um, I didn't see the trailer. I knew, I mean, I've heard of it, that it was coming out. I didn't realize the trailer yeah. had come out. I mean, I know they're trying to revive musicals and all that, and I'm just like, eh, I'm not impressed with the movie musicals. I just, oh, I'm generally on. not. Yeah, but it's Steven Spielberg. Again, Steven Spielberg, as we know from his list of movies, as long as his characters are developed, he doesn't give a shit what the story is. So, you know. Well, the story's solid. The story of West Side Story is solid. I mean, like, <laughs> that's just Shakespeare. Like, I mean, that's the bit that's good. The bit that people don't like about West Side Story is usually the, the singing or the dancing. Yeah, because very few gang fights start with dancing. This is true. Yeah, it's true. But it, 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 it looks, it does look very good. Like, it looks, hopefully, if it works out the way that it looks like they're doing it, it does look like it. Because it's West Side Story is one of those things that you think you know what it is, and if you really watch it, and it it, it is very hard hitting. Like it, it's is a, is Rita Moreno in it? Yeah, she is. She is. Then yeah. I watch it. Otherwise, I was going to say fuck that shit. <laughs> She's in it. They they gave her a part. Like they they made up a part for her that wasn't Good. the original. Good. They should have. Yeah, but it it just looks like. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. You just want it to be good. I know. I love West Side Story. I never liked the movie. That's the thing. Like, I love the musical. The musical is, 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 is brilliant. I never liked the original movie. I thought, shit, it's not a good movie. Mm. Um, and one of the reasons it's dubbed, that's one of the reasons it doesn't work, is they realized that Natalie Wood can sing for shit, and they dubbed her with an opera singer. So it's like Odd. this weird thing, the whole movie, and it just doesn't, just doesn't really work. But if done properly, like the stage show is very. Effective. Hopefully, this time they got a Puerto Rican girl to play Maria. Well, they didn't. They didn't. I think she, she's from uh, she's from Hackensack. She's from Lodi. Um, right, but she's she's uh, Latino. She's Latino, well, but but she's American. But they have a all plan. Puerto Ricans are, dude. Yeah, uh, well, I You're mean, racist. She's yeah. like fourth <laughs> generation or whatever she is, but she's. She's playing, um, she's playing first generation Puerto Rican in this adaptation, which has not been done before, at least not on screen. It's usually someone, you know, like surrounded by a bunch of people with accents, and she is just like American with a tan, but like <laughs> American with a tan. <laughs> but she's she's fully going Puerto Rican with it, which is which, which is good. Be. Yeah, yeah, kind of should be. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be good. It's, it's one of the, if you do it right, like with Spear of the Way You Can Do It, it's a very affecting movie. Like it's a, because everyone thinks they know West Side Story because of Roman and Juliet. They, the whole way through, people are like, oh, Roman and Juliet, Roman and Juliet, we know how that ends. And it doesn't end that way. And that, it always takes people by surprise. They always think they know. There they go. They, think they know the around. ending. Oh. Huh? There they go. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't end like Roman and Juliet. Yeah. Um, I was going to make a joke about how uh, hopefully they don't mess this up and they do a good job like they did when they made cats. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but the timing, the timing wasn't good. 
So I'm going to use the I'm going to use the Romeo and Juliet thing to segue into the Macbeth trailer. If you guys Ooh. want to talk about that, boom, sure. segue, segue, um, boom. I never saw the I never saw the Cats musical, but that we should do a show on. That we should just get obliterated and watch. We oh, we we talked about it, and it's just so bad that nobody wanted to do it. <laughs> Because, you know, especially because the biggest controversy for that movie was, why did you CGI the buttholes out? The asshole cut. Yeah, the asshole <laughs> Hashtag release the asshole cut. <laughs> oh, that's just fantastic. The asshole cut. Oi, only Idris Elba, look at my asshole. I'm a cat. Oi. <laughs> Oh. I forgot Idris Elba was in that movie. <laughs> oh no! There's so many people in that movie. Oh my god! Uh, what's his face? Uh, Magneto was in the movie too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I thought you meant Michael Fassbender. It's like no way is Michael Fassbender in that movie. <laughs> Ian McKellen was. Was it Judy Dench in it? Yes. Yeah. Everybody was in that movie because they thought Taylor Swift. <laughs> It's just like, you know, it's like uh, on the strength of one song, that song was on, that freaking show was on Broadway for what, 20 years? Like when they when they left Broadway, they were the longest running show on Broadway ever. Yeah. And it was all on, they, when I was a kid, like in the 80s, in the mid 80s, this the commercial for Cats on Broadway was on like every commercial break, literally. Like, I kid you not. It was like memories and then the stage thing and with the cat on top and, la, 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 la. and as a kid like it drove me fucking insane and i was like why doesn't somebody firebomb this theater i was so fed up with that freaking show as a kid no. and i'd never seen it and so the movie came out and i was just like no i don't know it's an awful it's, it's just an awful show i hate cats it's hate it. it's literally like what can we do like that is a bunch of freaking producers and songwriters for Broadway got into room, had a bunch of edibles, and got hammered and said, let's make a show. And that's what came out. Yeah. Yeah, it's all... Oh, man. I can't wait to watch the movie. You watch it. You watch it by yourself. You go right ahead, my friend. You go right ahead. Not until we get the, not until we get the asshole cut. <laughs> the fact that James Corden's in it. Pretty much, I can guarantee anything that James Corden is in is shit. I absolutely cannot <laughs> stand. I can't stand watching his smug fucking face. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hashtag, hashtag fuck this guy. I said some, <laughs> some fuck this guy uh, intervention here. Hashtag fuck this guy. Go, Sean. Go to Quig. Go. Fucking hate James Corden. James Corden. He pisses me off so much. And... And he's one of those dudes that he was basically kicked out of England because he pissed everyone off. Like, I, it's funny you say that. Done with him. It, it, it's funny you should mention that because I just saw a clip from another podcast. Um, let me see. I want to make sure I give them the right credit here. I was thinking maybe we should like get in touch with the guys and 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 do a crossover uh, uh, episode with them. Uh, Bruh, bruh, it's a podcast. B R U H, it's a podcast. These guys. And they had a, a, an English guy on the show. And where was it? Um, ah, crap. Oh, 
Oh, so here's, I don't know if you're going to be able to hear. Uh, let, let me play it from the beginning for you. See, let's see. If you're talking about chefs, there's no chef. Uh, oh. <laughs> okay. The same. They talk about, they asked about Gordon Ramsay and if he's like, is he as big in the UK as he is in the US? But is Gordon Ramsay a big deal for you guys as he is in the US? Can you guys hear? I mean, he's a big deal. Uh, if you're talking about chefs, there's no chef more popular. I mean, there's chefs on his level, but the same way, if Drake is the best rapper to you, it's a debate, but Drake is one of the top rappers. So I'd say he's like that kind of thing where, well, he's a household name. Everyone knows about Gordon. Um, it is what it is. Like, you know, we don't. We don't He's not a big, big deal over here. I feel the thing that's weird of a weird thing like that is like you guys seem to really have. I don't know if you guys particularly, but you know, well, how do you guys see? I think it is it James Corden. He has a talk show on your side, right? Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just a very low to mid level dude over here. Went <laughs> <laughs> over to America, and now he's got this big time talk show, and he's in the car with all of these top tier celebrities and doing. Yeah. All these but is Gordon Ramsay a big deal for you guys? That's why. That's why I uh, when you said that. So fuck that guy. You it, know what I was thinking of when you were going off, Sean? Do you remember Ricky Gervais's speech at the Golden Globes last year? And he said something like, "And this year, everyone got to see James Corden as a fat pussy." And <laughs> he goes, "And he was in Cats." all right so uh, actually interestingly enough it was one of these like reddit things and of course there's only so much you can take stock in these things that people put online obviously but somebody basically said um i think it was either on buzzfeed or something like which celebrities people found out are like douchebags and he was one of them yeah and they were saying you know um Somebody was hey, he, he somebody was on the show and he didn't know his camera person's name and he was just like barking at people for no fucking reason, that kind of shit, and like like he was like a complete dick. Which people have said that about Mike Myers, but then like you read about Mike Myers and he has like basically irritable bowel syndrome. And when he travels, it gets upset, and people like in the airport, like trying to get, you know, they're trying to get his autograph, and the dude needs to take a shit. And people that is literally an Austin Power sketch. Like they're trying to, and he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Can I get but I mean, <laughs> but I mean, you know, like knowing people that like get irritated by travel, I can see why somebody would like get upset when somebody gets in their face. I mean, and it's just. How about just treating people like they're human as opposed to just accosting them on the street and then getting pissed when they don't want to do your shit? Like, I mean, I've said it before on the show. If I see a celebrity somewhere, like particularly like at a restaurant or something, I'm not bothering them because they're having dinner with like their family or friends. It's like it's not their job to entertain you while they're fucking eating. What the hell? Yeah. Like they're just people. Relax. You know? So. Yeah. So, all right. So today's fuck that guy segment is uh, James Corden. You know oh. what? James oh, Gordon, no, you watching? You probably are, you fat pussy. Fuck that guy. Fuck you, James Gordon. Oh. You upset the quig, which means you upset me and Andrew too. He's just this uh, odd one out. Like he's the only person in that situation. Like as a late night host, 
like he does not follow the bounds of any like he's never done stand up. He he's he's not a comedian in any regard. Right. He is an actor. Is all he is like he's an actor that started as a theatrical actor. Like I saw him in the History Boys at the National Theatre, and he was good in it. But he was kind of playing a dick. I mean, he was playing a, a he was playing a seventeen year old schoolboy, right? And he was like probably like 20, 21. and I right. was like 15, 16. and I'm like, and it was a good play. It was a great play. They made a movie of it. And he was good in that. And off the back of that, because he just sort of, he got in a couple of things. And what he did is he wrote, he co-wrote a sitcom with Ruth Jones, who is um, who is his comedy partner. She's a comedy writer, an actress, Gavin and Stacey. And she's brilliant at this classic thing where she was the real brains behind the whole thing. Everyone and said, he, but he because James Corden was sort of known, it was like James Corden's thing. And that show was good and it took off because there were some great people in it. And then he was in everything. They kept throwing him in everything. He was on every show. Like he was in, he was on all this crap. And then they gave him a sketch show that he didn't write or have anything to do with. He was just in it. Like a sketch show that he was in but wasn't writing. And oh, it's just so obnoxious. Like he's just an actor. But, and you compare him to all the other late. The one thing I have to say about late night, we don't do you know, late night is such an institution in America that in England, it's very different. In England, traditionally, the late night hosts are, whether it's your David Frost or your Michael Parkinson, like they are professional interviewers. Right. These are people who interview presidents. Like, like Charlie they, Rose here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought I thought in Britain that at late night TV just went out and it was like bedtime. Yeah, when I was a kid, it did. There was a little <laughs> thing that would pop up. And it was just like, like, you should be sleeping. Yeah, there's this image of this girl with a blackboard and a clown that would play at night. And that would be all it was. There's just a nice British man who's like, can't sleep, chap. What's the matter? (laughs) That's that's what he'd have. I I grew up, there were four channels when I... Up, Man, and then... Andrew is frisky, right? Fucking that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw an opportunity and I ran with it. Yeah, why not? Well, let's see. I wonder if I can find the image of the the girl that you used to play. But but the point is, in in America, all the Latin hosts, they're all comedians. You know, for the most part, they're all sure. experienced in stand up. You know, they are comedians. Like they are sure. MCs. They're used to, you know, when they Running do a, a show. monologue, yeah. They yeah, just, yeah, yeah, that is not a. Yeah, all those thing. guys started. I mean, at least the real. Ooh, iconic ones like... all started to stand up. Leno. Well, they're all either like so. Stephen Colbert, uh, his background is actually improv, and then he got into writing. A lot of improv guys get hired as writers on comedy shows, and yeah. so basically went from comedy show to comedy show to comedy show. Ended up on the Daily Show with John Stewart, and then ended up with the Colbert Report, and from there he went to there. Jimmy Fallon, obviously, he came up through Saturday Night Live, but he was a stand-up guy, and he was one of the stand-up guys that have like the guitar. And that's what they were mm-hmm. saying. They were saying like he's kind of like a throwback because he's like a super talented late night guy because he can play the instruments and he can sing pretty well and all that. Like if you listen, you'll find old tapes of him doing like uh, Bono and doing U2 cover. And it's funny because he d- does the, uh, um, oh, which song riff was it? Uh, Desire. The song riff from Desire. Like, dun, 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 dun. And then every time he'd do the riff, he just leaned into the mic and go, oh, 
dun, 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 and he would just do this for like a minute straight, you know, like Bono does it twice, but he would just do it for a minute straight. And, you know, obviously he would imitate like Neil Young and all these guys or whatever. So he got it from that. Jimmy Kimmel was a stand-up comedian and he originally started like in game shows. He was win Ben Stein's money back in the day. He was he's the, a radio guy as well. He had a radio. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, all of the, all of the guys, you know, like you said, Trevor Noah, he's a, he's a stand-up, you know, he's, and he was wildly famous worldwide before he came to the U S because I was just looking the other day, he sold a mansion in Beverly Hills for like $27 million. I was like, holy fuck, I didn't know the Daily Show paid that well. And then I was just like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. He had he has uh, other money as well because he would just sell out, you know, in Australia, uh, South Africa, wherever they speak English, he'd go and do a show, you know. Um, but yeah, found- it's important. Like, I never. Oh, you can't see it. Oh, yeah. I was trying to show you the thing, but. I was gonna say turn up, turn off your background, bro. Turn off your background. Okay, turn off the background now. I'll show you the screen of what we what I used to see as a kid when the TV was finished. Okay, yeah. Let's ooh, let's see that. I know. Okay. Salacious stuff. This oh 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 oh. Here we go. That oh, is there really is a fucking nightmares. Girl. Oh, are you kidding? That there is a girl and a clown and a chalkboard. Yep, that's the BBC test card. That would come out eleven o'clock at night, and it would ju- that would be your TV, and it would go. Beep. Dude, that like is that. The, that is the most nightmare-inducing shit I've ever seen. I would have <laughs> had night terrors every night as a kid in the UK. What the? Wait, heck? did that girl talk to you? No, it was just while she was like writing on the chalkboard. She was it's like, just a picture, still picture. That would just that's go, creepy. Beep. If it was a little girl <laughs> oh. writing on the chalkboard with her with her sock puppet clown thing, no, and she was like, "What's the matter? What you're describing see? is just a show. That's just a show. <laughs> 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 that would just be the world's weirdest show. That would just. Why would someone go to the effort of making a show with her and her shows on? <laughs> like <laughs> that weird show with the girl. <laughs> the clown's name is Red Bump. <laughs> what we're gonna do, Stacy? Oh, we're going to play some tic tac toe. That's right, Stacy. <laughs> we're going to play some tic tac toe. Oh, look, Red Bum. Our friend can't sleep. He's watching TV late at night. What shall we do? I know how to put him to sleep. Andrew's really going for it tonight. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Wow, this could be a sketch. That's an alter ego you've got going on. You've really tapped into a character there. He did. This should be a sketch. Stacy and Redbum. That should be a sketch. <laughs> Stacy. <and> Red <laughs> Why do they call you Redbum, Redbum? I'll show you, Stacy. It's a little thing we call pegging in the grown-up world. Oh, it's when your bum goes from an inside to an outside. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, boy, Red Bum. Can we show it to our friends? Oh, my God. We went from a kid's show to a freaking volcano. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh boy! 
<laughs> you, you for what? Was you? It wasn't even me. I was just showing an innocent image from my childhood. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Andrew kind of guided us to the to the freaking forest, but man, you took a left turn in the woods, Joe. Holy shit! Oh, oh man. wow, we went from like creepy childhood <laughs> to gonzo porn. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> On that note, people. Red thumb, don't make it go outside. (laughs) Keep it inside. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Daisy, you want to know how far out it can go? Let's see, Red thumb. Let's see how far you can pull it out. All right, ready? Uh, <laughs> oh, no. How are we going to catch it out? Well, this is what you do, Stacy. You spit on your face. <laughs> <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Oh, Stacy and Red Bob is definitely going to be a sketch. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a kiss. See if it'll go back. Give it a kiss. Give it a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me see, Ribbon. How do you? I'll make it with my mouth. Here, is this it? Is this it? Wait here. Is this it? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh, goodness me. <laughs> oh, man, this show devolved really fast. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Anyone listening, you have our sincere apologies. Oh, what's this? Oh. Our apologies. I didn't do anything. I'm just sitting here, man. Oh, goodness me. All right. All right. I'm... Now that we've gone all over the place, uh, uh, we've covered Star Wars Visions, we covered Resurrections Matrix, we've taught cats asshole cut, we've uh, <laughs> Stacy and Redbum, and uh, Star Wars, The Last Motherfucker, right there. That's the movie we all want to see, really, with Mace Windu back. That and, Macbeth uh, movie with uh, Denzel Washington, it looks good. We'll leave yes. it at that. We, yes, I go, think we, Sean, go see the trailer. Go watch the trailer, Sean. But it looks yes. great. I mean, it's no Stacy and Redbum, but I mean, it's 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 a good trailer. Well, yeah, it's not. So, on it's that not note, pure comedic gold or the thing of your nightmares, whichever you choose. But <laughs> on that note, folks, let's uh, let's cover our beer, shall we? Uh, Hazelnut Brown Nectar by Rogue Brewing. Nice can. Brown ale, like we said, 5.6% ABV, 33 IBU. Gents, what do we think of it? Sean, you want to go first? Yeah, yeah no, it, it, it was nice, actually. I liked it. It was, um, it was, I think it was just enough of both worlds because I, 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 just a regular brown ale can get a little boring. Right. For me, just more, I'm just so used to such interesting beers over here now that it just reminds me of England and the sort of the boring, exciting, like a brown ale used to be the exciting beer in England. You know, it was the equivalent of a lager. It was like you have shitty lager or you have like a, an ale. 
Right. So it was, but adding the hazelnut was just enough. It wasn't too much. It wasn't like having like a hazelnut coffee where it's like overpowering. Like it was right. just just enough. Um, very autumnal. Yes. Very of the season. Yes. Um, I think it was. Yeah, it was right down the line. It was. It was a nice, nice little beer. Okay. What do you What do you give it? Um, I give it a three point three. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's 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 fair. Uh, all right. I'll go next. Um, it says here on the can. It says paired with grilled cheese, pork chops, or bread pudding. And grilled cheese and this beer, I'd be doing that all day, man. This 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 beer is definitely fantastic. Would like my mouth is watering. I just saw this. I'm just like, man, I'm hungry now. Now I eat a grilled cheese sandwich. But um, like you said, it's uh, it's definitely an ale. Um, it's not too hoppy. It doesn't drink like a five point six. It's fairly light. Like I mean, again, our yardstick, right? If this if we were at a barbecue and this is what they had, I'd, I'd be more than happy. There's nothing. Um, I mean, I'm getting some hints of the toffee that they're saying and and the hazelnut. It's 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 a nice average beer. There's nothing to write home about, but there's nothing to complain about either. Like yeah, it, here that I'd I'd be like, oh, this is terrible. You know, like there's no other beer. Oh crap. You know, I'll drink it because there's no other beer. This is a serviceable beer. I it's a nice beer. It's it's kooky enough that it feels like it would be it feels like it's a detail in a comedy movie. It feels like it's someone's uncle or like a side character in a comedy movie who only drinks hazelnut ale like it's a weird drink yes just like yes yes, yes. like oh who wants a beer like got any hazelnut like no (laughs) 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 it's it's funny because the other day the guys at the elementary put up a, a, a thing online on instagram basically that said the color of the shirt you're wearing and a plant in front of your house that's the name of your new brewery and so I was like, I looked at the shirt I was wearing, and I was like, "Oh, sky blue crab apple." And I wrote that on their on their Instagram page. I said, "And our release beer is going to be a crab apple jelly porter." And, you know, it's like it's kind of like like you said, it's like a kooky thing. It's like I'll have the hazelnut ale. I was like, "What?" It 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 mine that mine would just be white plant question mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that being said. Like I said, I enjoyed it. It's a nice beer. It's like I said, nothing to write home about, nothing to complain about. I'll give it a three five. I mean, you know, like I said, it drinks easy. It's um, good carbonation. Yeah, I don't know if I drink a ton of these, but like to have like three, four of these, I'd be fine with that. Andrew. Yeah, pretty much everything you guys said. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the, like a brown ale uh-huh. so much that, you know, you guys know the darker beers, I'm not as big a fan of. Um, but I actually, the more I, the more I started drinking this, the more I kind of started to enjoy it. Um, it's a little, I guess with the toffee and the hazelnut and all that, it's a little like, almost has kind of a hint of some sweetness to it that I wasn't crazy about but it also has a little bit i guess that you know with the toffee you get that sort of coffee-ish taste 
right. um, which that grew on me. I mean, I wouldn't go out of my way for this, but I certainly, I certainly didn't mind drinking it. Um, you know, I don't know that I would order this on its own or on my own, um, but it was enjoyable. Everything you guys said. Um, I think I'm with Sean. I'd give it like a 3-3. Three, three. Okay. Fair enough. All right, folks. Well, there you go. Sean and Andrew give our hazelnut brown nectar a 3-3. Three, three. I give it a 3-5. This, um, just to throw this in at the end, if this was like part of a flight of beers, this would be a nice mm. addition to the flight. Like It, it would. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, this is nice. This kind of changes things a little bit. Um, I think in that situation, it'd be more interesting of a beer than on its own. But um, like I said, like average beer, nice beer. I, I'm, I'm worried that at this point, we've had so many beers that almost like every beer we have is going to be average. Like that's my fear now. Yeah. Well, we get surprised every now and again. True. True. And to be fair, we don't always go out of our way. Like we, every now and again, we would do it. I feel like it would more often we'd do it in the old format of the show. Um, that where and maybe we should try and do it coming up more. Where we would actually go out of our way and try and find like a really highly rated beer. I remember a couple of times getting beers that were like really hard to find or like were really quite expensive right. to try them out, and then we would be like. Oh, okay. That's a really cool. Wow. Like, you know, that's a great beer. This is true. You, it, it kind of defeated the purpose of like no one, you know, you already have to be a beer guy who's going to go to a Total Wines and spend like you know twenty five bucks for a, a bottle beer. of beer. Yeah, you never actually people that it kind of got away from the point of the whole you know drinking like testing out regular beers. But there are plenty of those crazy. And the the downside when I I said before when I look back at the previous beers, so many of those highest rated beers that we had. You can't even get now because right. they they are like limited release. They come out right. once every five years, like you and, know. And you know what? I mean, I think part of it is also the brewers hit something, and it's that particular malt or that particular like you know lot of hops that gives it that flavor, and then they try to duplicate <laughs> it, and it's not the same thing afterwards. You know. Yeah. Um, well, it's kind of like the beer that I brought uh, um, to the barbecue. That was kind of like the the, the jewels that was meant uh, meant to like kind of mimic a mint julep. Mm-hmm. The bottled beer tasted so much flatter to me than like what I had yeah. at the brewery, and I was just kind of like, and I don't mean flat as in carbonation. I mean just like oh, where's the the pizzazz was missing kind of thing. So that was kind of like, oh, well, that's disappointing because, like I said, when I had it at, at, at the brewery, I was like, this is really crisp and effervescent and <laughs> like kind of the mint pops you in the whole nine yard. And then I was just like, like I said, when we, when we tried the bottles and I was just like, oh, well, this isn't. So sometimes it's just a matter of that. Like, I, I don't know if it survives the bottling, you know, the keg is different than, you know, having it in the bottle or whatever it is. So. All right. Yeah. Anything else to add, gents, to the good people out there in the world? I think we've done enough to the good people out there in the world. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, not going to get any better. Stacy and Redbone. That's like the best kids show from now on. And then the spin off where it's like Stacy and Redbone's cousin, Purple Bum. 
Why is your mum purple? purple <laughs> no, no, no. Red Bum's cousin is called Snort. <laughs> he has powdered nose all the time for some reason. Snort, why is your nose so snow white? Ah, oh, I'll show you. So, yeah. All right. Oh, did you, uh, it last? Did you read about the Ric Flair thing that was blew up all over the place? No. Ric Flair's being Ric Flair's being cancelled. Well, they're, well, they're trying to cancel him. I mean, you know, it's Ric Flair. Oh, it came out. He there's a. It's actually he tweeted very, you know, about something. No, it's there's a documentary series that's on. Um, I forgot what advice. Some vice. It's called The Dark Side of the Ring, and it's like a series where they do uh, episodes about pro wrestling throughout the years and it focuses sure. on the sort of darker sides of things and this one and it was called the plane ride from hell and this was maybe 20 years ago in the early right. 2000s there was this plane ride where all these old school wrestlers were completely off their faces on yeah. everything and anything right and were just behaving like the biggest assholes and it was like a private chartered flight like you know right. and um and they were talking about it on the episode and it was just intercut between like the wrestlers being like yeah and it was amazing and then the intercut between like this air hostess who was actually on the flight and it was like oh shit and it's this whole thing where rick flair was walking around in a robe rick flair robe with nothing underneath and he was helicoptering his dick around (laughs) and all the wrestlers are like yeah and flair's doing the helicopter and we're like oh nature boy what and then it's like the air hostess is like and he came into the galley to get a coke and like pushed me up against the wall and he like made me touch it and like wouldn't let me move and it was like oh shit Shit. and it literally is just the dark side of all of that stuff like you you don't see you know and obviously and he's yeah he's in a lot of trouble now because people are like yeah this this whole thing I mean social media is so part of it is the way journalism went on when, when the internet hit. Yeah. It's all about the clicks now. They don't mm. give a shit if the story's there. You know, you see an article title and you're like, oh, I'm interested in this. And then you click on it and nope, that's not in there at all. Or or the article has nothing to do with that title, like literally. And then you have all these people, nobody fact checks anything. Nobody looks into anything, right? Like Rogan, the whole thing is like, he didn't tell people to take ivermectin. He said, you know, a doctor gave him ivermectin. Yeah. And it's like, okay, don't give him shit for that. On the other hand, it's like, why are you even telling people that? You, The thing that helped you was the monoclonal antibody, not the other shit. So, but all of it, 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 it's all gotten so crazy. And the fact that they just look for shit in people's past. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like with the Kevin Hart thing. It's like, you're not allowed to change your mind. You're not allowed to grow. You're not allowed to figure out that, yeah, I was a dick. And now I'm not. I should repent all my sins and burn in hell forever because you guys found some shit that I posted on Twitter 10 years ago. You know, all of it's gotten so out of control. And at the same time, what was it? Um, some girl quit. She, she was named art director or editor for some girl, like teenage girl fashion magazine. And she posted a couple of tweets that were you know, people were like getting up in arms about. And so she basically resigned before she even started. And then the woman that accepted her resignation that worked there 
somebody found some tweets that she did that she said as a kid, and then she had to leave because they found that now. And it's just like, yeah, it will never end. No one can. No, it never ends that, because everyone's looking for cycle. Jesus Christ. Everyone, everyone's literally looking for Jesus Christ. It's like, no, like, come on. Which is not. I mean, the Ric Flair thing. Like, that's not to excuse. No, 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 did, no, 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 no. But like, no. especially. Like, I mean, especially. Yeah, like what you're saying. Like somebody said, like Kevin Hart said something stupid, or like the James Gunn thing. James Gunn said some stupid shit. Right. And he's like, was trying to be funny, and it wasn't funny, and he right. apologized for it. He apologized for it before he got fired for it. And then they ended up rehiring him. But it's it's like, well, like I said, the Ric Flair thing is definitely just a total issue. Because he was probably stoned, he was probably drunk, not to excuse his behavior at all, but like, that's creepster stuff. It's like, yeah. he, he should suffer consequences for that. Bill, yeah. Bill. Bill Maher had a great, it was really funny. Bill Maher had a great bit with the Matt Damon thing recently. You know where Matt Damon yeah, got in trouble yeah. because he said that he only recently stopped saying the F word in like derogatory, you know, the gay slur because yeah, yeah. his daughter said, yeah, you can't say that anymore. You know, it doesn't mean the same thing. And he was explaining how he, he just learned that. Like he, he didn't mean it offensively. He just, it's the way he grew up, blah, blah, blah. And then, and everyone tried to cancel him and said, oh, I can't believe you've been saying that. And Bill Maher did a great monologue or whatever. I, I, about I that. saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's so bullshit. It's like you people that want to be fucking like social, like, you know, justice, kind of like equality. We're all here for everyone thing. Like, why can't you be like, hey, you've arrived to the party. Like you arrived late, but welcome to the party. We're all here. Right. We're all going to have a good time. But no, it's not like that because the fucking liberal movement instead is like, Oh what! I got to the fucking pie first. You didn't get here in time. Fuck you! The pie's over now. And then close right. the door. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Should have got here earlier, yeah. you prick. Absolutely. Like, it's like what? What the fuck is happening? As opposed to like you know where, where the worst thing should be like, well, it's about fucking time. But I'm glad you arrived here. Yeah, but it's not. It's you like, oh, you're you too fucking late. Pie's closed. <laughs> it's like what? It's like oh, thanks, thanks for accepting my change. Thanks for forgiveness. Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's such a, it's so it's it's so much bullshit. And the thing that bothers me most about all of it, like whatever side, whatever side of it is, the hypocrisy of it all. It's like, how can you fucking, you know, like the cherry picking? That oh no no no, that's okay. We're gonna ignore this. But oh, how dare you? It's like, well, didn't you do that shit yesterday? L- literally did that shit yesterday. You know, and it's like, all right, whatever. I. Is it all of that shit just annoys the shit out of me? Yeah. Anyway, Stacy and Redbum, my favorite new kid show. That's I'm looking forward to filming this sketch. Stacy oh, yeah. is definitely a sketch. If you were ever a young British boy who couldn't sleep and you turned on the TV in the middle of the night, you'll remember. I, I'm so, Andrew. I'm sorry, but you have to play Stacy. <laughs> You're Stacy in this situation, definitely. And Sean's red bum. You could be I'm purple bum. The voice of red bum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, we should have Sean play physically red bum. But Tomo, <laughs> you should voice red bum or we'll dub it over. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll make red bum a Scott. Uh, that's even better. <laughs> 
it just would make it even more disturbing that Redbum has like an obviously dubbed over voice for seemingly no reason. <laughs> why, Redbum? Why do you speak strangely? <laughs> it's great because I'm great. It's all great. <laughs> all right, folks. Why don't your lips match your words? <laughs> Why don't your lips match my butthole? <laughs> All right, folks, on <laughs> that note, on that disgusting note, we try to devolve even further. Thank you for tuning in. This was episode 97. We talked all sorts of stuff. We came up with a new kids' TV show. We drank uh, hazelnut brown nectar. And we will see you next episode, 98. And we will probably have some Oktoberfest stuff because Oktoberfest is just around the corner. So, folks, uh, thank you for tuning in. We'll talk to you soon. Bye now.